Welcome in, everybody. We are sorry for marking, and we are back for episode 99 here around our WWE water cooler. Coming oh so close to wrapping up our first century here. Sorry for marking. We're old. My name's Wes. Here with my man Chase. What's up, my man? You ready to do this? What is up, old man Wes? Inching closer to that big 100th 100. episode. We'll get to that Woo. in a minute, but I am so excited to be here for 99. You guys, once again, join us around our wrestling water cooler. Day one is H listeners. I'm so excited to be here. I hope you guys all enjoyed Clash of Champions. We're inching ever closer to a big move in wrestling to Fox. Everything's going well in the Markout studio here with me and Wes. Hope everything's going well with you all, too. I'm just ready to get to some wrestling talk. So we have a lot to get to today, Chase. Mm -hmm. First and foremost, you guys know what we're about here at Sorry for Marking. Finishing up our most recent trilogy, this one has been our tournament trilogy. Yeah, and if you're catching us for the first time, you're catching us, unfortunately, on an episode when we're not going back to the first greatest era in wrestling history, my attitude era, or the second greatest era in wrestling history. You know what? I'll, Wes's ruthless I'll take aggression that from you. I'll take that. <laughs> so this week, we're not hopping in DeLoreans, um, but Wes is right. Usually, we're taking you guys back to one of the previous eras in wrestling history, but this week, we are not. So our trilogy so far, we've spent a lot of time talking about the King of the Ring, how it was so successful in Chase's Attitude Era at Making Stars, how in my era, the two winners they had were great, but they just skipped a bunch of years right there in the middle so when unfortunate. they desperately needed to make stars. So we went back last week to the Ruthless Aggression Era and fantasy booked a 2003 to 2004-ish King of the Ring. We had a lot of fun doing that. Fantasy booked a pretty damn good one, if I do say so myself. You guys got to go back and listen to that, the last last week's episode. But now, here in the modern era, I think it's going to be a very interesting trilogy, because not only do we have King of the Ring to talk about, especially we just, we just crowned a winner a few days ago. There's Cruiserweight Classic, the Mae Young. There's all these different tournaments, and we've got... You just see it a lot more now here in this modern era, so I think it's going to be a real interesting discussion. I'm excited about it. I'm excited to see what the overall kind of, I love to see what the overall outcome of these trilogies are when it comes to what's the verdict on, is this thing good or bad for wrestling? And that's a heavy thing to always have to decide. And there's no right or wrong answer, but as far as tournaments go, I think things have changed over the years and there's a different kind of goal to them now. So I'm excited to get your opinion on that when we get to it. But now, Chase, we're going to get right into it. Kicking things off with our gimmick segment, I'm turning things over to Chase, Mr. Chase, and he's going to do some booking here. He's booking the territory. I haven't even... Guys, I haven't even planted... I planted a little bit of a bird in Wes's ear about what I'm... The wheels have been turning for me, and I haven't even told you. We all know we're getting Kofi, the WWE champion, who's had one of the stronger modern era runs with the title, surprisingly... Um, in, a, in a good way that we've seen versus the beast who returned Tuesday, which we'll get to Brock Lesnar. You have to close this out on Fox, this show with that title match in a big way. You've been saying for months, like they have to, they have to have a WWE championship match. The first episode of Fox, right? Right? <laughs> like you're just desperately hoping. It's almost a requirement. Now we're getting it. We're getting the big fight feel. And I like it for a couple reasons. It's it's refreshing for Lesnar. And that's what I'm going to get to later. But here's what I think should happen. And here is Chase booking the territory. 
Kofi needs to lose that match. And he wow. and Brock needs to be the WWE champion. But that's not how the show needs to go off the air. Kofi's going to lose that match in the most epic fashion possible because he's had that good of a title run. He's going to put up one of the greatest fights we've seen against Lesnar. One of the greatest fights in cable tel- in network television history. How important could that match be? It could be huge for wrestling, for WWE, for Fox, everything. Cool to see Kofi get in that spot. Like, I know people are going to immediately, what, Kofi shouldn't lose, don't bring Brock back to be Kofi. But if he's in that spot and he's able to put over the company like that, mm-hmm. that's a huge honor for him to be there. And if you ask Kofi, I think he would say the same thing. So this match is going to be epic, folks. And just like Kofi had at WrestleMania, he's going to have his family there, his wife and his, and his boys there, and the New Day is going to be there. This time, he's going to come up just short to Lesnar in a clean loss, valiant fashion, goes down to a final F5. Brock Lesnar stands at the top of the ramp smiling. It's not going off the air because what you need here is you need that emotional... You need that moment that's going to get Kofi over so much to that newer Fox audience. So the New Day's in the ring, and he don't want his kids in the ring because he don't want his kids to see how dejected he is that he's lost everything. But Biggie and X, they insist on his kids coming into the ring because they know that's the only thing that can console him at this time. So they let him hug his kids, and it's an emotional scene. And thank you, Kofi. You know, he had a great run. And you see the credits pop up on the screen and his brother's holding his hands up and then Big E turns and throws him off the stage through a table kicks Big kicks Woods hits Woods with a chair the show goes off with Big E standing over Kofi and Woods as his kids lay next to Kofi like why Big E why would you do this to our dad no Kofi's wife's crying and that's how the first Smackdown on Fox goes off the air with Big E as the new ultimate heel in WWE. Brock Lesnar is the champion and Kofi as a huge face. Whoa. That's we, it. We've been waiting for so long for a Big E turn. Like to the point where you wonder, is it even ever going to happen? Mm-hmm. Is this the time where you pull it out? Yes. Wow. Because, listen, there's no denying it. We might touch on it today, but this Kofi Orton angle's been dead. We haven't touched on on Sorry for Marking. Nobody's talked. It has no buzz. And I love Kofi as champion. And we thought Orton was going to be good there. And we did. And it turned out to be a dud. And that does happen. Mm -hmm. And it'll happen again. But the okay thing about this is this happens with most title runs. Like a title run is, unless it's a truly special kind of run that you're having, like a Stone Cold Styles kind of run, title runs aren't meant to last super long. So if this is the natural kind of arc, and it's time for him to lose. What better way, if Kofi the champion's getting stale, let's just blow everything up. And we've had the New Day story. And that's how the New Day story ends with Big E obliterating Kofi. And of course he's doing it because how much work did Big E put in to getting who? Kofi, where he's at. Not Big E, Kofi. And then what does Kofi do with the first big moment he's given as champion the first night on Fox? He takes it and he chokes. Well, Big E won't choke. Big E is the man. And now Big E is going to spend every Friday showing you all why he should have been the one to get everything that Kofi got. That's good shit. <sighs> That's, man, I wish I had the pen. That's one of those where I was sitting in my in one of, one of our Sorry for Marking studios 
and just thinking, man, I wish I had the pen in this because I would pull that trigger because I think that could make money. Wow. So there it is, folks. Let me know what you all think. Chasse books the territory. Only here at Sorry for Marking. If the that, only if, if that ever thing, comes true. Right. The only bad thing about your fantasy bookings is they're just always too damn good. And now whatever happens, I'm going to be comparing it. To I that. want you. I want you to push back though. I'm looking for holes in this, so I'm not so disappointed when it. Because I don't want it to be far fetched. This one is one that I think is not too far fetched. Well, if that's my role here in this conversation, I'm going to fail. That's, <laughs> that's a good one. The story's built in. There's a reason people have been fantasy booking a Big E turn for three years now. Mm-hmm. It would be good. And the longer they've waited, this means it would make it better when it happens, if I agree. it happens. I agree. So there it is. That's how you start SmackDown on Fox. Let me ask you another question before we wrap up, because I thought this is where you were headed. You had made the comment to me, okay, Brock's going to win. I get it. I even think it's the right decision, most likely. But the big question is, who's his first opponent? Mm-hmm. Who's his first feud? So where do you do you have any ideas right. there? I know I teased you with that off the record, because I didn't know where I was going, really, with the fantasy book. And you may not know. He may not know yet. I don't know. Who then? I think they're doing a draft, so it can be anybody in the company. Right, it could be. But as far as just looking at it from that wider scope... I don't know. What do you think? I mean, that's my fantasy booking for creating a star in Big E, but I don't know who the baby face is that's going to step up well, to Lesnar. Let's be honest. If we're betting the house, you're betting Roman. Yes. Which makes everybody's stomach turn, not because it can't be good, but because we've seen it for about 15 years in a row now. <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure when my ruthless aggression era ended, it ended with Roman and Brock. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> Yeah, I don't think it's that. I think I think Owens is a candidate. Okay. I think somebody like an Ali or somebody like that could be a candidate. I think they want a white meat baby face. Not in a old school sense, but just in a sense where everybody's cheering for that person and nobody's cheering for Lesnar. I think that's the type of baby face they want. I don't know who that is. Ooh, can't wait. I know. It's going to be exciting. Or Kofi just wins. Yeah, Kofi could just beat Brock Lesnar. <laughs> this run has been great for Kofi. That fantasy booking is in no way me trying to rush the belt off him. It's in reaction to, I think, a buildup of things that naturally could come to a head right in October at the perfect time. But, as always, we want to know what you guys think, too, around the water cooler. Make sure you're following us here. We need to make sure you guys are subscribed and on top of things and following us everywhere because we do have some changes coming. We're going to keep you guys in the loop as far as that goes. But just make sure you're staying tuned in over the next few weeks here. We're going to have some big announcements. Uh, But thanks to you guys for being here. Couldn't do it without you. Yeah, man, it's been a lot of fun with you guys. And don't we, we're going to switch things up and everything, but we plan on being right here because we love roads. And uh, WrestleMania, guys? Okay, it's okay to start thinking about it. What? Because me and Wes are kind of, I'm, I'm already I thinking didn't know we about. I say it on the podcast. In my mind, maybe today I went there for a few minutes. I was in Tampa. I was maybe I was poolside, maybe I was drinking a beer, maybe Sasha was there. I don't know, okay? All I'm saying is I feel like it's okay to think about WrestleMania now. So you have the sorry for marking permission to think about Mania, and we're going to be here every step of the way with you guys. I'm so excited for the future here at Sorry for Marking. Hit that subscribe button. All right, guys, but now getting to what we do here at Sorry for Marking. Staying in the modern era. No time travel this week. Chase, it's time to wrap up this trilogy. Before we kind of put a bow on things and talk about the state of wrestling tournaments now, 
anything you want to address from the past? Any attitude era thoughts, ruthless aggression era thoughts? No, just that I want to emphasize one more time. You guys go back. I thought last It'll be two weeks ago on your podcast feeds, but I thought our last episode, episode, episode 98, our Ruthless Aggression tournament episode, Wes did a great job fantasy booking what should have been a King of the Ring tournament back in Ruthless Aggression era. So if you guys liked my Chasse Books the Territory, you're really going to like how Wes laid out a great King of the Ring tournament that should have happened during that Ruthless Aggression era. So all you Ruthless Marks, I don't know why you like that era so much sometimes, but this is one of those weeks you definitely need to go back and listen to Wes. You don't even need your hazmat suit. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, there's no uh, HLA. There's no implied rapes or murders or anything. Which now all the Ruthless Aggression Air fans are going to Just checked oh, out. No thanks. Right. <laughs> thought you wanted us to listen. <laughs> all right. But now here in this modern era, where do you want to begin this conversation? We just crowned a King of the Ring mere nights ago. Yeah, King Corbin, and congratulations. Maybe, let's start it there. Okay. Most recent tournament, most recent King of the Ring, we have said a King of the Ring should make a big star or two, be a refreshing change to an, an older character or a new boost to a gimmick. And you, Does this fit either one of those categories for you? No, it does not. This was a failure of a result of the King of the Ring. Oh, I don't know. I think it was. The result. Do you think it fits one of them? Because here's why. Because you you called this. And when you said, I think there's, you said a couple weeks ago on the show, I think there's a guy in this King of the Ring tournament who fits that criteria. And you thought it was Corbin. You ended up being right. He wins. I thought you were talking about Gable. And I thought Gable was going to fall under the category of they hit refresh on him. And kind of repackaged him. But what's he going to do with King of the Ring? What's Corbin going to do with it? He's going to be that shitty, cocky heel that can so that's what he is. So faces what like. he already is. That's right. what I'm saying. And so no, there but was what no... does he have to lean on before this? Now he has something. Yeah, that's just a that's a thin thing to lean on. Like you need to be. Well, look, we've seen it not work. Yeah. Most recently, when Bad News Barrett had it. Yeah. That just didn't work. But you go back to the end of my era when King Booker wins. That shit worked. Yeah, that carried him to a, a world title. And guys, we realize a lot of this is about strictly talent. And and I'm not saying Corbin's not talented enough to make this work. But Booker T's a Hall of Famer and made that work because of how talented he is. I don't know if Corbin can take this King of the Rain, King Corbin, and turn it into something that's different. It depends on your level of how much Corbin needs to change because we've had this discussion before where we've almost flipped a little bit on Corbin where I think, no, there's something needs to be different. I'm not into him. Now I've warmed up to him recently, especially in the ring, but you've been saying, no, that's just good heat. You just don't like him because he's actually one of the few good Mm -hmm. heels. And I don't completely disagree with you. That's why I was interested to see if you really think that this king of the ring win is enough to get Corbin to that, kind of next level that we've been talking about for two two eras now i think he's gonna fall somewhere in between on the scale it's gonna be better than barrett was just because he's already gotten more heat than bad news barrett ever got like he's already more over as a heel and in his and in barrett's defense corbin has had universal title matches and right you know so yeah he's been main event level type stuff already but he's not as entertaining as booker Let's not try to act like it's going to be on that level. Right. But I think it can be somewhere in between, and I think it can give this character something to build on. Not like 
and this will be a good transition into where this trilogy is going to go. Not in like shoot me to the main event sort of way, mm-hmm. but in like a fun mid card, mm-hmm. upper mid card gimmick, a sort more of way. specialized kind of sort of yeah. way, which is kind of what it feels like this tournament turned into. Mm-hmm. When this tournament started, me and you were picking Drew Mac. I'm picking Drew McIntyre. You're picking Ricochet, <laughs> and we're thinking this is it. Like they win this tournament within a year, they're winning their first title, like world title. This is what kickstarts that. Yeah. It doesn't feel like that's what this tournament was. No, it took a turn about a quarter of the way through, and and that's it. I think it took a good turn because we we were talking about it with a couple of with Alex and and Adrian, my attitude era consultant. This is it, it took a turn to where it was unpredictable, and it very much felt like a March Madness where that that thirteen seeds knocking off the the six seed or whatever. Like that's the kind of matches it felt like, and that was refreshing. But you're right, it didn't go the way of Stone Cold in the Attitude Era or Brock Lesnar in the Ruthless Aggression Era. It didn't go that way. But you're right in that it still felt like it's something Corbin can do in the mid card and grab onto. We just differ in where if if he's going to be able to do that to an extent that it's right. entertaining or not. But the bigger picture is, you're right, have tournaments. Should we be looking at them in this era from a different perspective and not these main event star creators? I think that's a good argument to have, especially when you look at the other tournaments that have kind of came before this most recent King of the Ring that kind of set the stage. Mm-hmm. So that the, the big ones that come to mind is the May Young Classic and the Cruiserweight. Cruiserweight was kind of the first one, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. And then a kind of under the radar one that I thought has been a lot of fun every time they've done is the Dusty yeah. Tag Team Classic. Yeah, the Tag Team. So if you're looking at tournaments now, and I know this is a podcast that stays on the main roster, but this is very much tied to the main roster. When you see how specialized these tournaments have become you're seeing these marginalized segments of the roster who are now getting this amazing opportunity for a 15 to 18 minute match on the WWE network for somebody who's been wrestling in a warehouse for the last however many years some indie indie guy or indie girl i think that is huge and laying a foundation for what a superstar can be and, and starting a road. Maybe these tournaments are not so much the the kickoff to something for one person or the, the main event level turn for one person, but maybe you take a whole segment of the WWE roster and create subplots and see who comes out of that the big star. Whether it's the winner or not, maybe that can just be the goal in itself is to get for dusty classic purposes tag team wrestling over for cruiserweight classic purposes 205 people over for may young classic all these amazing women who don't even have a tv show to go to in the world let's let's get them on screen and if you look look at all these people a lot of these people who are now on the main roster didn't even win some of these tournaments i mean you look at somebody like mia yim who was just in the Mae Young Classic and and was magnetic enough to now she's having a match tonight on the first episode of NXT on the USA Network and she got her first big screen time in the Mae Young Classic. That kind of stuff. Cedric Alexander. Cedric Alexander wrestling on Raw every week. I mean, that kind of stuff is huge for these people. And I think maybe that's the lens we should be looking at this and who's had the most success out of these tournaments 
in the modern era. That's the lens we should be looking at. I like that for the Cruiserweight Classic in the May Young. Like I, You guys know I'm kind of a sucker for the sports side of things anyway, the kayfabe sport-like side of things. Every style of competition has a tournament at some point. Like It makes sense to have these guys compete for something in that way. It adds so much to the weekly product. We've been talking about the stakes and the stories it's created. And I'm fine with Cruiserweight being a niche thing and the women's being different. But if you're the king of the ring... Yeah. Like, I still feel like that should create a star. So the king of the ring should be held to a much... It's king high, of it's the king ring. It's king of the Chase. ring. The ring is everything, and you are the king of it. But Yeah, and I agree with you. It's just so hard to book it like that because the king Your of the ring... Your era did it. I know, My but era the, did it. But yeah, but the king of the ring, you're saying, is... But the champion is already the best. So the champion would have to be in the King of the Ring tournament if you're talking the truest sense of what you're talking about. Yeah, and I'm, because that, I'm not talking to that extent. What it was, something that's prestigious enough where it doesn't feel like a mid-card gimmick. Mm-hmm. It feels like you have a new world title contender. Mm-hmm. And they could have done that this year. They, we, we thought they were. You're right. And they had the roster for it. And they had the roster in Ruthless Aggression for it, saying, and they didn't do it then either. And I'm not saying just using this to show off your lower card talent, the really good workers you have, because we know it's the best top-to-bottom roster they've ever had. Mm-hmm. So it's good to showcase these guys. But maybe you don't do that in King of the Ring. Maybe right. you do that in another tournament, and you save. I like the way it was used in our eras better than the modern, this recent modern version. So maybe this modern version of King of the Ring, where it looked more like a Cruiserweight Classic, where somebody like Gable's making this amazing run, maybe that should be saved for the Cruiserweight Classics. And have the King of the Rain be Drew McIntyre and Ricochet in a 30-minute we'll classic like a, in the finals. Intercontinental Championship Tournament. tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then I mean, it's perfect. U.S. title tournament. Yeah. Uh-huh. I know. I And I, I think you're right. And I think King of the Rain needs to be held to a higher standard. And I think tournaments in general need to be a little more focused on what the goal is going to be. But we say that, and I know the Corbin... Gable match felt underwhelming. But like you said, he's a former main event guy. Like we could be looking at this in a year and it could have started something for Corbin. Right. And the Corbin Gable match oh, was, was not underwhelming. You know what? For the first time ever in our main event segment. It's time! It's time! It's Sorry for Markings, Markout Performer of the Week. We got to do it. It just fits here. A fantastic match. And Baron Corbin has had nothing but good to great matches in this tournament, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I think all of his matches have been good. I think he's low-key been really good basically since he got called up. I think so. In the ring. I mean, he was used to be Team Chase for a reason. Yeah. He's he's always, I think, had that it factor. I just thought the generic and by by the way i don't know if you said it he's our mark out performer of the week this week baron corbin king corbin lots of credit to gable of course he looks fantastic in the whole tournament but coming out on top Mm -hmm. in in a tournament that was good it was full of good matches corbin won and what he can do and the only reason i started this conversation in this main event by saying that was a failure of a result is because i don't see how this changed any trajectory of Corbin or changed how anybody feels about him. Like if you hate him, I don't think you hate him more. It's a little didn't care about him. I think you still don't care about him. Okay. That's I don't think anybody who was on the fence with can Corbin pull this off 
is going, oh, yeah, now that he's the king of the ring, he's going to pull this off. And I think that's where you would deem this a success. But that's tough. Yeah, because I kind of feel that way. Well, then we'll agree to disagree on that. And the good thing is we're going to see here what Corbin can do with it. There's a, yeah. lot of, there's a lot of pressure on Corbin here. Sorry for marking and our audience is watching to see is Chase <laughs> right or is West right. And I, and I think I want Corbin to pull it off. Don't get me wrong because that just means more entertainment for me. And Corbin was kicked off a of team chase. And I used to love him with the long hair. And I thought he was going in a totally different direction. But he's very talented in the ring, and he's so only getting better. What does this mean? What are we saying here? I in think a year by episode. Sorry for marking one fifty. Does does he have to win a world title? Does he have to win Intercontinental? What are we saying? I he, think Corbin, Corbin needs to win a world title this year, or the Keen Corbin thing. Ooh, we world can title this year. Ooh, okay. I was obviously going to try to set the bar lower no, than that. No, <laughs> he's been around too long, and he's had world title okay. matches. Corbin should like win a King, world. King Corbin is the Intercontinental champ. Because <laughs> that, that's where every that's not a change to me. That wouldn't be a big enough. Okay, you're right. I think you're this right. King for it to be is what you want it to be. You're right. I think King Corbin needs to win him a, a world title this year, and then I'll agree with you that this modern era King of the Ring can be on the level that hey, it was for think. our Hold eras. On, let me think. Let me think. Are you trying to see if you agree to that? I'm making okay. an executive decision. That's think, what we're doing. That's fair. I think you can do it. <laughs> I think, I think it can happen. You sound so confident. I think it can happen. I don't want to get lost in the weeds. The, the Corbin can should win a title this year. Overall, tournaments in this era is to be determined, I think. But I really like the Mae Young and the Dusty Classic and the Cruiserweight Classic. And I see people on there every time that in just a matter of years end up killing it on the main roster. Ali, another one I think of. So... Those are good, but I also agree with you that it's time to kick up the king of the ring a notch and take it more seriously, and that starts now with Baron Corbin. So what are, what are your thoughts compared to where we are now? And I'll, we'll open this up to outside king of the rings. This was just a tournament trilogy. We see tournaments used in different ways now. What do you prefer? Do you prefer the tournaments of our eras where you basically only had king of the ring, but it was a big star created? Or do you like what we have now where you're seeing – the light shined on all these different athletes. Well, it's tough because I think you you can do both. Yeah, well, that's what we're fantasy booking right. here. That's where we hope things are heading. Right, but I like where we're at now. Okay. If you're asking me if one has to stick and if King of the Rain just never turns out to be that big-time thing, but we still get these awesome Cruiserweight, May Young, and Dusty tournaments every year, I think I would take that. And I know that's, going, that's disagreeing with you again, but I... I like seeing that variety of people on my screen, and I'm not convinced that every year the King of the Ring could pull off what you envision for it to be. I wish it could. Oh, it wouldn't. I mean, mm -hmm. your era wasn't perfect. As great as it was, it had its duds, too. Mm -hmm. So that would happen. Right. 100%. Yeah. It's interesting, though, because like we said, I think maybe in the first episode of this trilogy, for everything you hear, if you're any kind of smart like us, which if you're listening to this, you are, Vince McMahon is all up and down on tournaments. So this whole discussion could be a moot point when next year he decides he hates tournaments more than anything in the world. Like, did you hear now he somebody showed him an NFL draft? Yeah. And that's so now he... <laughs> now he wants all the pomp and circumstance of the NFL draft, and I can just hear him. I'm not going to imitate you Vince. You know how pissed I... he probably was? Damn it. 
The NFL's doing a draft better than us? So we're going to get like NBC people and like celebrities introducing these wrestlers. So this could be something on this draft, guys. Just a fair warning. I want you all to prepare. We could get some, all the mainstream people could be entering our markout world that week. So let's keep our snob level down to a minimum. Let's welcome all these new fans, okay? Because we want everybody to subscribe to Sorry for Marking and listen to us as well. Let's give them a chance and let yeah, them know we're wrestling, to quit our day jobs. wrestling is cool. Hey, fans of Seth Green and Quavo, <laughs> stick around. Wrestling's cool. Heard of Sorry for Marking? <laughs> okay, yeah, that's a fair take. I think I still lean the other way, but... That's the great thing about wrestling. Mm. <laughs> and we get to see how this turns out. That's what's exciting. Mm-hmm. Not many of our trilogies, and folks, correct me if I'm wrong, end in this as to be determined as this one kind of is. Yeah, one we usually with... can mostly agree on what the best mm-hmm. era was for mm-hmm. such things. But I can't go all in and agree with you, and you can't go all in and agree mm-hmm. with me. So the answer is going to get towed on screen. And Corbin, you got a lot of pressure on you. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. That was tournaments. Tournament trilogy right before episode 100. Our last trilogy of this first century. Whew, we've had a lot of fun trilogies, man. This has been some good ones. Uh-huh. We'll be talking about some of our favorites here on this 100th episode just to give you a heads up. But mm-hmm. Geez, where do we begin? I don't know. We're so <laughs> excited. You guys tell us where you want us to begin to this week. Let us know because we're going to be diving into a little sorry for marking history for our 100th. All right, man. I guess we'll make the simple transition into the modern era because the our trilogy and modern era really intertwined this week, which was kind of on purpose. Yeah, we like when that happens. It's going to be weird this week because we've already given out the performer congratulations, Keen Corbin. He's racking up the, the awards and crowns and stuff this week. Ooh, we're going to have to fix it up. I forgot he just got a crown a few days ago. Yeah, he's got to so. be on that level. No, he's, our awards are just fine, sir. <sighs> that crown, didn't that get... You might be call- but calling yourself out a little bit. Somebody's somebody probably screaming. Crown? Yeah, somebody's screaming at their radio driving right now. Oh, well, shit. Cedric Alexander. Yeah, Cedric or uh, Gable uh, broke the crown already mm-hmm. on Tuesday, so he's gonna need a new crown. So we may send him a new crown plus a sorry for marking performer award. So congrats to Corbin on that. What else do we got this week? Do you want to give out another award? You want to check my temperature? Let's let's go ahead and give out another award. Let's do it. I'm ready. It's time! It's time! It's Sorry for markings. Mark out moment of the week. Okay, so this was a lot of fun. This was a fun episode of Raw. Yeah. Let me just ask, Chase, are we giving it to Kane or are we giving it to Knoxville Mayor Glenn Jacobs? Well, both had big nights, and this is was a huge debate. We almost got into a fist fight before we hit record on who we were going to give this to. Two completely different people. That's what's so hard. We're going to give it to the Demon King. Because... Demon King didn't win a championship. No. Oh, you got me there. But when I saw the mayor of Knoxville, Tennessee, win the 24-7 championship, I thought, what a fun and pleasant way... To put another yet fun and pleasant twist on this amazing 24-7 championship that's quickly, by the way, rival, rival, I can't even say the word, competing with the hardcore title for fun gimmick championship that's all of a sudden turning into something that you're really invested in. But anyways, the Demon Kane gets it because after all that, 
There's no way I expected to see the demon cane. I thought that was the hometown pop we were getting. Glenn was a busy man. They went and filmed a cool thing, and he won the title, and that's it. But the demon shows up at the end of Raw, right when you think the fiend is coming. Cleans house, saves Rollins. So that's the moment. That's the moment. Demon Kane. Yeah. Showing up there at the end. Yeah, and I know that's your ruthless guy, but I popped, the hardest I popped for Kane in a long time. Oh, shit. And it helped that they were in Knoxville, so the crowd went nuts like it was Taker, (laughs) you know? So that was cool. Um, Just a fun, it just, sometimes you're just reminded why you love wrestling so much. Like, all that's just so good to me. Like, good, well executed, well written, because you're thinking fiend, 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 and we're going to get to that. But then to get the Demon Kane in Knoxville and tie up all that from earlier with this dark but funny twist and to save Rollins in the numbers game, good stuff. Welcome back, Mayor Demon. Mark out moment. Did not think Demon Kane would be getting any mark out moments ever again in the history of the show. You've watched enough wrestling to know you didn't really feel that way. I did. He's into <laughs> politics, Wes. <laughs> you know you didn't feel that way. I don't know. It doesn't seem that far-fetched to me. <laughs> Not in wrestling. <laughs> Nothing's that far-fetched in wrestling. Exactly. But I get... I And I don't... Did that pop you? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's because, a complete surprise, right? You got the surprise pop. I'm a cane mark. You knew what that meant. Mm-hmm. You knew yes. who was coming. Okay, that's where I wanted to transition to. The Fiend, the sky is the limit here. He's kicking it up a notch every week. Dude, he's, at the, he's in a main title feud now. World title feud. <laughs> and it's so... In the matter of months. So good. So, so good. It is unique. And it is what, when I realized what they were doing here with this split personality, Firefly Funhouse... You tell the story at the Firefly Funhouse, and you execute the story as the Fiend. And it's foolproof, because you can make every single story in the Funhouse unique. And he can spit in those rhymes that he used to do that used to drive people crazy. Well, now they're super intriguing, because there's always the threat lurking of something else. Yeah. It's good shit. And it makes it even better that it's Team West versus Team Chase here at Sorry for Marking once again. Woo! Big stuff. Big time stuff going down here at Sorry for Marking. That's a big rivalry that's that's kicking off now. That's true. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I, ooh, I didn't even thought it's about be the good. Sorry for Marking aspect. Huge that. implications. Universal title. Fiend. Bray Wyatt's legacy. Seth Rollins' legacy. Big stuff. I wanted to give Bray... like He was a candidate to me for the markout performer. He is. I know we didn't see him do anything physical, but just... Not nobody else can do what he's doing character-wise right now, and he's doing it really well. Playing two different characters, basically, all the layers to what he's doing, mm-hmm. it's fantastic, and it makes that's what you do on a three-hour episode of Raw. You tell you, a story. Tell a story fifteen to twenty seconds at a time if you have to, which is what they did on some of those segments, and yeah. it was great. Oh, so good. We talked about what this could be, but you're always skeptical because you mm. never really know. Yeah. But to see the, how it's pushed, how Raw kind of revolved around him. He's in a world title match coming up. And he has his reasons for everybody. It just almost, it's almost like everything that they fell on their face at WWE booking for all these years with Bray. Now they get to turn around and use, and, all, and of use all of that again As in amazing ways. Time. Yeah. <sighs> just fell into their lap. Good stuff all around. This is, I was, the only worry I had was, 
it was going to turn into generic every feud. Generic as in you knew you were getting what he was going to say on the Firefly Funhouse and then the Fiend would appear. But I don't think that's what this is because he's focusing on specifically Seth. I know he wants the universal title, but like to call out Seth that he that he, you know, things that he used to be or that he was a bad person and and the little animal to pop up and say, "You know what to do, Seth. Run, run." You know, callbacks. I'm yes, all the nostalgia pops, everything from this modern era that's been good about Seth and Bray. I think is going to come out in this feud. It's going to be good. Of course, the draft is going to shake everything up, but this window that we have this is going to be really good. Ooh, I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. They'll have the match, and then the draft will be the next week. Yeah. So hell in a cell is what we're going to kind of focus on, I guess, with this few. We, I know we like to let the cake bake, but this is one. Let's just look at it. We'll talk about it here on Sorry for Marking. This will be a big rivalry, but from here until Hell in a Cell, I'm so pumped. Do you like how Bray Wyatt's affecting the production of the show? Have you noticed that? So yeah. Bobby Roode and the, the advertisement for a match was upside down early in the show, mm-hmm. and then as it was going off the air the fun house thing just glitched for like forever three minutes <laughs> the hill wife looked at me like are we is something really wrong What's... i started to get uncomfortable it was uncomfortable after a minute which is the point uh-huh <laughs> yeah that's a layer of storytelling we haven't seen in wwe in a long time that's a level mm-hmm. of detail guys we know it's been missing like we always talk about you can never put your finger on it but it's always the little things mm-hmm that's one of the little things. Watch the thing and you're seeing the little things. So I can assume your temperature is still red hot. On all all of that. the all Before that, we get man. into a few more temperatures. And it's so good to have that kind of red hot story with the stakes of the universal title. It feels like that's also something that's been missing that I'm not going to harp on because I sound like a broken record. But when Lesnar had that title hostage, these are the stories you were missing out on. Oh, by the way. This story's awesome. It's also for the most prestigious title on Raw. And now that title is elevated at the end. And not just a title that you don't see every week, but a title that Seth Rollins just had to go through hell for, literally, with The Fiend. So that matters in wrestling. And that's going to matter with the Universal title. So that's that's all I wanted to wrap that up with. So how about I just get a couple temperature checks from you on a couple random things here before we wrap things up? Yeah. We got we got plenty of big things. I'm hot on a lot of it. Well, the first one I'm really interested in, super in the dark. I have no idea how you feel about it. Sasha Banks in the women's division. Hate <laughs> it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what if I did? I'd be the most smarky smark. I love, obviously, everything that's going on with Hill Sasha. I love the four horsewomen now all being involved. Okay, let's take it back. Just okay. Sasha Banks. Okay. Give me, she's had the big comeback. She's she's right smack dab in the middle of the biggest women's story in the company. Mm-hmm. What's your temperature check on Sasha? Wes, have you ever been running through the snow barefoot? Go running through the snow barefoot and then find the nearest nice, fresh hot tub that everybody's chilling in and stick your foot directly after you've been had in the snow, directly into that bubbling peak Hot tub, peak hotness hot tub. That's a that's a feeling that you just want to completely just jump out of your skin, right? Thinking about, but 
Don't jump out of your skin. Get in. Just go all in because if you're in just for a second, it's going to feel amazing. And that's how hot I am on this Sasha whole arc right now. It's all the whole being absent thing did did <laughs> That's you running in the snow. Yeah, that was me <laughs> running in the snow. And then she's returned and not only has she returned, she's returned with everything that we've been wanting her to do and I say we as in me and Wes have been wanting her to do forever, which is be the boss, the legit boss heel. And she's getting better on the mic at that. Now I'm in the hot tub. It's like, it's too hot. I want to jump out. But no, I've been waiting. <laughs> it's too much. I've been waiting too long. I can't handle it. I've been waiting too long for Sasha to be this. So I'm going all into the hot tub. And I'm chilling there. <laughs> I'm good. I'm chilling there until I'm all wrinkled up. <laughs> Somebody's got to come pull me out of there. I'm about to die in here. I'm chilling in there until Sasha wins that title at some point, which she will. So yeah, pretty hot <laughs> on Sasha. Yeah. So yeah, it's all right. I'm not that as that extreme on where we're at with the four horsewomen right now because I don't want them taking sides. I want them all hating each other at some point. Mm-hmm. But I think that's we're gonna get there with that. Yeah, you got to keep those shades of gray mm-hmm. in all those stories. Mm-hmm. But without going, the nothing, not a lot happened in that feud. I just think you're seeing now why the four horsewomen were deemed. The four horsewomen. That was for a reason. That carried weight in WWE when you called them that. They are all super talented. And the, and the fact that we've been calling them that for so many years adds even more to it. Mm-hmm. Because they are the four horsewomen. I'm excited for it, man. Really excited for it. These four women, to me, are best of the best, top tier. Wow, the chemistry on, they have company. with each other is unbelievable. So good. So Sasha has made her big return. A couple more returns within the past week or so. I want to get your temperature check on these guys. First, Rusev in a killer mustache. So yeah. really, that counts as two. Yeah, Rusev. You're, I know you're a big Rusev guy. I am. And it was a. I didn't have any clue to be expecting Rusev back. No, me pure, neither. Pure surprise. And to be the father of Maria's baby, <laughs> Speaking, supposedly. Yeah, also that. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, we won't get into that ridiculousness. That'll be another hour. But... Remember, throw everything at the wall. If it sticks, it sticks. If it doesn't, well, it doesn't. But at Put least we threw it at the wall. Put people in a position to be entertaining. Give them a chance. And oftentimes, they'll do it. And I think Rusev is the perfect example of that. So I'm happy to have him back. That's true. He is a very entertaining man. So I'm excited to have him back. I was hoping for more of a repackaged Rusev. But, but the stash, man. Sure, the porn stash is fine. Do you, I mean, do you like it? What's your temperature check on the stash? I mean, it's a pretty good stash. Solid stash. A little thin for my liking. Uh, one of Yeah, I mean... Alex, yeah. the day one is H listener, does not like the weight loss. Says he does not look good. Hill wife thinks he looks great. I don't know where I fall. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> um, More on that in the coming weeks. I'm hot for that, but obviously Rusev's got a long way to go to get his way up the car. There's a lot of talent right now, and yeah, I don't know... Yeah, he, he needs to thicken that stash up. You're right. Jesus West with the You're stash, right. man. <laughs> thinking it up. People bit. are going to think we're weird with the Rusev stash. Everybody's thinking about it. Well, now I now that's all I'm going to think about. Who else you got that's back? Because I don't know where Rusev's going, but I am happy to have him back. I'm like after shave, after you shave off your face, but keep your mustache and you you smack your face like that, like Home Alone. Ah, <laughs> like you're shocked, and you also really don't know what's going on. <laughs> I'm killing the temperature checks today. Well, let me get one more from you. 
Mr. Luke Harper. Also, I love the surprises. I didn't hear any of this. Me neither. That's rare now. Are we not checking dirt sheet? I'm looking at rumors. I'm just not yeah, seeing usually these. Usually that stuff's out there. Maybe these leaks have dried up. That'd be nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he makes his big return at Clash of Champions, helping Eric Rowan get the victory over Roman. So that that match itself, I know we're not going to really touch on it, was a pleasant surprise. And I, Rowan, maybe his best match one-on-one in WWE, which he hadn't had a ton of those. Oh, yeah. I, I really enjoyed that match. Yeah, he, he, he looked great. Roman, Roman does that. Roman turns every match, you know, that's why he is where he is but the big thing here is yes i'm hotter than even rusev coming back for harper to be back oh okay i really am this is some somebody who has all the tools and i think he has that same it factor that corbin has i think he has that same it factor that a lot of the upper tier guys have and he hasn't had the chance to shine and right when he was about to he slimmed down he got ripped he had a direction and then he gets hurt and he comes back as the Bludgeon Brothers and that kind of goes okay, but then he gets hurt again. I'm excited for him to be back. I hope that he eventually goes away from Rowan, but I think for the time being, we are hurtling towards a Daniel Bryan, Luke Harper, Eric Rowan stable. And I think I'm all here for that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You and your stables. Give me a stable, Vince. How many letters Every have we written? Time. But to me, so I'm hot for Luke Harper being back. What's your temperature check on just that feud? Roman is in a weird spot right now. I thought that just now when we said that. What's your temperature check overall on this? Is this still going towards an epic thing, maybe on Fox between Brian and Roman? Or are we just stalling here until a draft? Whew. Feels real 50-50. It does. If you're at, you know what I want, if you're asking me what I want it to be. But, yeah, it could go either way. And maybe that's a good thing, but I don't know where they're going with this. Me neither. But I've li- it's not a main event level feud, no, but not everything has to be. And I think it's been a really good feud for Roman. I think Roman's looked good and is elevated because of it. Mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan's good no matter what he does. Mm-hmm. So I think overall, yeah, it's been pretty good. I agree. A lot of the big-time guys not doing a lot, and a lot of guys that we haven't talked about a lot getting time to shine. I think that is part of this new era. We're not talking about styles a lot. Not to say that those guys, those guys are about to be talked about a ton mm-hmm. you know, going forward, but it's just fun to have a couple weeks here of what feels like solid story building, good week of wrestling, returns. The roster is getting all loaded up. For a big fall run, it feels like. And a true brand split. A true brand split, which I don't know about you, but I am excited about that. Yeah. I'm trying not to fully buy in because it never works out. <laughs> but you got to think this one. I know this one could be different. Has to be different. Or at but least. We're rest- we, we've been around the block, Chase. We have to at least acknowledge. Mm-hmm. You never know. <laughs> oh, it'll it'll go by the wayside at some point. Let's just hope this one lasts long enough to where we can consider it an era Instead of a failure, yeah, that's that's what that's what we need to look at this new era for the from the lens of, and I think we can continue to do that here on Sorry for Marking. I think there's an upward trajectory right now for the main roster. I didn't think we'd be saying that about a month ago, so they turned things around fairly quickly in my eyes. I know we touched on um, my Chasse books territory with Kofi and Brock and stuff already. That's another one that's going to get hot real fast. Whether New Day turns or not, that's just going to be 
a fun feud, I think. I want Brock every week, but I don't know if we're going to get him. Fox is big. Fox might be able to get Brock. If they, they might be Brock. able to pull it off. <laughs> it's all going to be fun to look forward to. You got anything else from the week? No, man, I don't think so. You're not Maria's baby's daddy, are you? No, Chase. <laughs> trying to get me. No, me. I'm not trying to get you in trouble. <laughs> You're not going to get in trouble if the answer's no, Wes. I, don't <laughs> I didn't hear you say no. No. Oh, oh, he no. said it fast. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> <laughs> it's not Ricochet either. I guess it is Rusev. I guess it is Rusev. Stay tuned on that. Maybe she couldn't turn down the stash. That's what have I been saying? That's what's missing from Mike Canellis. You were right this whole time. It was about the stash. The stash should have got the mark out performer of the week. Hopefully we'll make up for that in the future. <laughs> All right, guys. Speaking of future, our next episode is going to be a very special one. Episode 100. Woo! <laughs> So we're going to take a couple of weeks for that to prepare. So it's going to be a special episode. We're going to go back. It's going to be a very self-serving, putting ourselves over, <laughs> sorry for marking, mm-hmm. themed episode. But it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, because when Wes says we're going to be putting ourselves over, you guys, whoever's listening to this, you, you are a part of us too. Yeah. Like we're sitting here talking with you all. We know these opinions are the fun things to talk about during the week. So we want to spend our 100th episode with you all and just kind of looking back at this crazy-ass podcast and seeing all of the amazing topics that we've touched on and all the crazy debates we've had. I'm excited for it. Yeah, so episodes 1 through 100, I think it's fair to call that an era. That's a lot of episodes. Oh, yeah. Proud and of it. perfect timing as wrestling's rolling into a new era, it seems. Fox, AEW, NXT on USA, which has already happened. Right. Lots of big things going on. So a whole new era of Sorry for Marking coming. Real excited about that. And as always, I'm interested to see as we recap this first era, who's ready to roll over as big parts and big pieces into this next era. Mm-hmm. Who's going to carry over? That's exciting. For the next 100 episodes, for the next 100 episodes, who's going to get the most Mark Out Performer Awards? Who's going to be that person that we think is going to set the world on fire, but then as a dud. All the classic wrestling storylines. We'll make some predictions. And, we'll have to make some predictions. Oh, you know we'll make predictions. Week. I told Wes we're going full sorry for marking for episode 100. We love predictions. We love roads. We love awards. It's all happening on the 100th episode of Sorry for Marking. Thank you all for joining us once again. Make sure you are subscribed so you get that episode when it drops here in a couple weeks. Special 100th episode of Sorry for Marking. Thank you guys. We will talk to you then. See you. Yeah, did pretty good. I think so. I think it went well.